This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Morning Breath. We're so glad that you've joined us, either on the radio or dialing in through podcast, however you get it. My name is Christian. I'm one of the pastors here on staff and excited to be doing the program with you. The way Morning Breath works is that we take a chapter of the Bible, we read it the night before, and then we read it again in the morning, and then we come into our studio at East Coast, and we read it on the air and just kind of see what God breathes on the chapter. It's always fun. It's a little spontaneous. It's going to get a little bit exciting today in Ruth 3. Today, I have a special guest in the studio with me, Isaac Eberts. If you haven't had a chance to meet him yet, he's an incredible leader at our church involved in TNT at Mezzanine, which is our youth and our young adults, involved in everything at the Vieira campus and around the church. I've had a privilege of doing life with Isaac probably for the last seven or eight years, and I'm really excited to be doing it. How are you doing, Isaac? I'm doing incredible, Pastor Christian. Thank you so much for having me on, and I'm super excited to dive into Ruth 3 today. Yeah, man, this is going to be good. We tried not to pre-talk about the chapter because that way you guys get to see all the awkward moments or hear the awkward moments on the radio. Isaac being 19, I'm 38. I like to tease him a little bit, and so we'll have a good time, but we'll wait for that. Before we get into the chapter, Isaac, why don't you tell them how they can stay involved with the program? Of course. Even I'm on staff here at East Coast, and I still use our East Coast app every single day. Whenever I need to know what events are coming up, um, info, past sermons, morning breath episodes, if you want to re-listen to them, um, it's all on the East Coast app. So if you have Google Play or your Apple App Store, um, just search East Coast app, and you'll be able to download our app, Blue Background, White Cross. It is the best app you could ever download besides the Bible app. So make sure you get that. Um, Or you can also go to our website at ECCC. US, and that will have all of the information on there as well. Also, if you want to follow us on our social media pages, just search East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or if you don't have a smartphone like my grandma in Ohio, uh, you can also call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And uh, then our lovely receptionist will be able to email you or physically mail you any information you need about East Coast. That's great. Thanks for sharing that information. And I want to remind you all to stay involved with our weekend services. As many of you have been watching online, and it's been incredible. It's really a fifth location for us now. It's a full-fledged campus with leadership and ministry team that help, you know, to be able to pastor that group. But we are open at our physical locations, and we would love for you to join us at one of those, either in Vieira, Coco, or Merritt Island. And welcome back. We're saying that, like, welcome home for those who are new. And welcome Welcome back for those who haven't been back in a while. We're excited for you to join us for service. And we have something else exciting coming up. Isaac, why don't you let them know about that event? Yes, this is going to be our Family Fun Day drive through edition. Yeah. So this is going to be this weekend. Oh my gosh, this is coming up in just a few days, wow. October 31st. It's going to be at the Vieira High School from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And so what you're going to do is uh, you can just show up between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. and get your whole family and pack them in the car and drive through. And you're actually going to drive through and you're going to see different stations. So every single campus and ministry 
at East Coast, whether it's our Mezzanine Young Adults or it's our Avenue Worship Center campus or if it's Wolfpack or Sisterhood. Every, Kids, yeah, youth, all exactly. of it. Yeah. There's going to be a ton. There's definitely going to be over 10. It's going to be incredible. And so each campus and ministry have actually been planning this for weeks, and they are going to have a theme. So Avenue might be Jurassic Park or Kids Church might be Toy Story, right? And so you're going to drive through and you're going to vote on which booth is the best. And now I've been on the behind the scenes of this and there are going to be some incredible booths. Lots of energy, a lot of excitement. And it's a touchless candy candy delivery system. So, Oh, yeah, you get candy. Yeah, you could stay in your car. You get loaded up with candy and have a good time and stay in your air conditioning, which is kind of cool. You know, it's a COVID edition, but we know it's going to be great. Yeah, the kids are going to love it and uh, our our team, our, all of the people on staff and our dream team are definitely going to decorate their hearts out. It's yeah. going to be an incredible event. Yeah, make sure you get there. Make sure you tell people because people are looking for stuff to do, especially something that's very like COVID friendly. Another thing that we have coming up is Concert in Cars Fall Edition. This is something that we did back in the beginning of the year when we weren't able to meet back in our physical services yet, where we did church in the parking lot and it was great. We have a live worship band. We have live teaching on the front porch at our Parkway location in Merritt Island. The service times are five 30 to 7, but what's special is because this is Halloween, it's October 31st for the event, is that we are going to give you candy as you're leaving, is we'll have a trunk or treat set up, and as the families are leaving, you can stop by and get loads of candy, something that's clean, safe, and fun for your whole family. And then we have a last announcement. Isaac, why don't you share that? Of course, yeah. If you want to check out our Morning Breath video podcast, if you didn't even know that existed, make sure to go to our YouTube page by just searching East Coast Christian Center. And every Monday, uh, there will be a Morning Breath video podcast with pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. And it is incredible. I love uh, just seeing them on camera and being able to just have a awesome husband-wife duo. Also, Jessica is my sister, so yeah. it's, it's funny cool to see her. Yeah, it is funny. Seeing her thriving, doing great. Yeah, She's such an incredible leader. I know, but that video podcast is incredible, so make sure you check that out every Monday on our YouTube page. That's awesome. All right, well, let's get into it. So, it's Wednesday, October 28th, and we're going through Ruth 3. What translation of the Bible are you going to be reading? I'm going to do NLT. Yeah, same for it's me. New Living. It works out really well. It's my favorite reading translation. I do love to get into the message, to have stuff kind of pop off the page, and most of the verses I've memorized or a new King James, but NLT is my preferred one. So I am going to have you get started. We've got 18 verses. So we're going to break at verse 10. I'll have you read through nine. Okay. I'll take over at 10. And I must say unto you, read. One day, Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, it's time that I found a permanent home for you so that you will be provided for. Boaz is a close relative of ours, and he's been very kind by letting you gather grain with his young women. Tonight he will be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Now do as I tell you, take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Then go to the threshing floor, but don't let Boaz see you until he has finished eating and drinking. Be sure to notice where he lies down. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down there. He will tell you what to do. I will do everything you say, Ruth replied. So she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law. After Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he lay down at the far end of the pile of grain and went to sleep. Then Ruth came quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Around midnight, Boaz suddenly woke up and turned over. He was surprised to find a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she replied. Spread the corner of your covering over me, for you are my family redeemer. 
All right, verse 10. The Lord bless you, my daughter, Boaz exclaimed. You are showing even more family loyalty now than you did before, for you have not gone after a younger man, whether rich or poor. Now, don't worry about a thing, my daughter. I will do what is necessary, for everyone in town knows you are a virtuous woman. But while it's true that I am one of your family redeemers, there is another man who is more closely related to you than I am. Stay here tonight, and in the morning, I will talk to him. If he is willing to redeem you, very well. Let him marry you. But if he is not willing, then as surely as the Lord lives, I will redeem you myself. Now lie down here until morning. So Ruth lay at Boaz's feet until the morning. But she got up before it was light enough for people to recognize each other. For Boaz had said, no one must know that a woman was here at the threshing floor. Then Boaz said to her, bring your cloak and spread it out. He measured six scoops of barley into the cloak and placed it on her back. Then he returned to town. When Ruth went back to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, what happened, my daughter? Ruth told Naomi everything Boaz had done for her. And she added, he gave me these six scoops of barley and said, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said to her, just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. The man won't rest until he has settled things today. Amen. Oh, boy, this is getting good. Ruth, it's just four chapters, but it's action-packed. And I got a chance to share with you guys on the Tuesday edition and Ruth Ruth 2 here is that it's really like the notebook, like love story. Is There's a lot going on, especially when you think about Jewish culture. You're hearing a couple of words here. This is the Old Testament. Yeah, this This is is Old Testament, and it's talking about uncovered and it's talking about laying at his feet. Sorry for that tone. My kids would roll their eyes and smack me right you can, now. You can tell Pastor Christian yeah. is, a, is a youth pastor. Yeah, I, I want to make the, the people cringe <laughs> when I'm preaching to the youth here, but this is a big deal. Yeah. And this is advice that's coming from Naomi. Now let's look at the context here. So we see that Naomi was widowed. She had given up. In chapter one, she had talked about being bitter and she had felt like she was empty. But here, I love this. Even at the end of the chapter, is Boaz specifically said, make sure you take this barley back. And it says six scoops. They don't know exactly how much that was, but it was potentially enough barley for them for the rest of the year. Wow! It was so heavy that she, he put it in the cloak and had to put it onto her back. And we see here again that Ruth was a hard worker. He had already observed that in the field in chapter two, that she was out there working all day. She's kind of like that Proverbs 31, virtuous, hardworking woman. And she brought it back. And I love that he says, you should, he says, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty handed. Because in verse one, she had said, I had left full, but I came back empty. And God was redeeming, not just Ruth in this story, but he was redeeming Naomi. He was redeeming the lineage. If you kind of like step back to like a 30,000 square foot view or 30,000 foot, you'll see how important Ruth is not to get ahead for chapter four, but this is really close to what was going to happen to even affecting King David is that in Ruth marrying Boaz, which I'm sorry, spoiler alert, if you didn't know, it's wow. going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> this is in Elimelech's lineage, who was the patriarch in that time. That was Their son was Obed who was the father of Jesse, who many of us know became the father of David. David was the greatest king. So here's this girl, Ruth. Only two books in the Old Testament are about women or named after women. 
and Esther and Ruth, and she's the only one who's a non-Israelite, and God is redeeming this Moabite and saying, I have a plan for you. So there's there's a lot going on there, but I'm going to try to maybe you blush or maybe embarrass you in a second, but let me hear what jumped out to you. What, what stuck out to you in this chapter? It's, there's definitely a lot to unpack here. Um, the two things that honestly stood out to me was that, you know, even though— um, even though Ruth was a widow, that God still cares for her. Yeah. And so it just shows how loving our God is in no matter what season of life that we're in, if we're single, married, divorced, widowed, that God still cares about us and he still has a plan, you know, and that your story isn't over as soon as you enter a tough season of life, as soon as you're divorced, as soon as you're widowed, as soon as, you know, you could go down the line, is that God still has a plan and he's still working everything yeah. for, for our good. And I think that is just incredible. And I see that so evidently in Ruth 3. And then the next thing that really popped out to me was uh, verse 18. Then Naomi said to her, just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. Wow, that's good. Because how hard is it to actually be patient? Like you said in chapter one, she was discouraged. She was down. I mean, obviously her husband is dead. I mean, I can't even imagine the emotions that Ruth would have been going through. And for Naomi to say, just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. And I think that's something that we all can take away from this is we need to be patient until we hear what happens. You know, we're working on... We're waiting on God's timing, not our own. And I think that it was just such a huge thing that just popped out to me in this chapter. And for her, luckily for her, it was only a day. You know, there was the night she was going to go talk to the the other family redeemer. But there's a patient process here leading up to it that was much longer. And in going through the tragedy and the loss and Ruth losing her husband, I think that's really good. Something that when we talk about this, here's a couple of key words that were really big deal is she gets this plan from Naomi, which could definitely be perceived as scandalous. You don't lay at the feet of another man. You don't uncover his feet. You don't really make yourself available. She was, you know, saying in no uncertain terms, I am available to you to be able to be your future wife. And he was honorable. There's no evidence in the Bible or anywhere in history that Ruth or Boaz were dishonorable in this moment. As he actually did the right thing, he said, hey, hold up a second. You know, let's do the right thing. You lay here, and then in the morning you can leave. Let me work on this plan. But God was working in an incredible way. And there's a picture here, really, of us going, like, you don't want to look at Boaz and just say, hey, he's a type and shadow of Jesus. Because we could do that as he was our kinsman's redeemer. He did restore us. But this is an example you could look at, and you could think, here we are, kind of lowly and humble at the feet of our Redeemer, who can be able to do this? And he covers us. Is that covering is so important. I mentioned a little bit yesterday is that when Boaz took covering over her, he said, don't go to any more fields because a man could abuse you. Don't go somewhere else. We're going to make sure that you have the extra grain that you're cared for. I've seen how you've taken care of Naomi. Now I want to be able to provide for you. But it's in that humility that she's coming and he's saying, hey, you could have picked a younger man. Like, we don't know exactly what the age gap was, but there was something there. But she knew he was honorable. He was a good leader. He cared for his men. And I like this. He could have had other people doing this threshing and taking care of the barley, but he was doing himself. He wasn't afraid to be able to roll up his sleeves and do the hard work. And that's a big part of it is he was a guy who got it done. I really liked that a lot. And that he said in verse 10, the Lord bless you, my daughter. He exclaimed, you are showing even more family loyalty now than you did before. Is 
everyone knew that she was a virtuous woman, that she was doing the right thing and caring for her mother-in-law. This is a girl from a different area. She was like an alien to these people as far as different culture, them usually not accepting a Moabite. But she came and she said, your people will be my people. I'm going to come and live and be a part of this. And God blesses it in a huge way. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it more. I already did a little bit, but chapter four gets really exciting. What else stood out to you? I just, I love what you said about how Boaz was being, you know, incredibly generous and kind and outgoing towards, you know, Ruth, as we've seen in, in chapters one through one through two. And then it continues and how he respected her in verse 11. It says, I will do what is necessary for everyone in town knows you are a virtuous woman. And then, you know, it says, stay here tonight in the morning. I will talk to him. So he could have had the opportunity to take advantage of her and to, you know, she was laying his feet, his feet were uncovered. All the things, you oh, know, yeah. but the all fact the that, thoughts are going through exactly. their heads for sure. They're in a secluded place. Yep. You know, it definitely was an opportunity for something inappropriate to happen. Yeah. And, and the fact that what stands out to me is that Boaz had character and yeah. he had character leading up until this night. Yeah. And also Ruth had character yeah. and how when two people who have equal character and integrity yeah. that, you know, no one was taking advantage of that night. And okay. I just thought that was incredible because nowadays you can look at if you were, Laying alone with with oh, wow. someone, you know, I'm yeah. speaking. I'm I'm in youth ministry, so that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. Is would you really be able to, you know, say, "Wow, you are a virtuous woman." I'm going to respect that. I'm not going to yeah. go down that road. And oh, I just yeah. think it was such an, a cool example in the Old Testament for sure. How Ruth and Boaz just respected each other. Yeah. And, and in and this time frame, that here. was not common. People did what they thought was right in their own eyes, yeah. especially the Moabite culture could have been extremely sexual. And so this is a big deal that his integrity helped them to be able to stay the course and do the right thing. And that's a lesson for all of us to kind of be above reproach. That's what Boaz says here too, is that he's like, you know what? I don't want anyone to be able to say anything. You stay here. I'm going to go somewhere else. You can slip out, you know, this this happened, but we can turn it around and be able to make it to where it's going to be able to still be honorable. And so there's some things that we do here at a church, and I talked to Isaac about it. We talk about it with all of our staff and especially with our pastoral team. Is there certain kind of rules we follow? I remember early getting into ministry, it's kind of a Billy Graham rule. Is for years, Billy Graham would never ride in a vehicle with a person of the opposite sex if he was by himself. He would never, I love this, he would never go into a hotel room until someone else had checked it out first because he wanted to make sure that one, that there wasn't someone in there and be put in a situation. Or I believe that there was an incident where he had someone check his hotel room. And this is back in the day, like fifties and sixties, but there was some inappropriate information in there, like literature that was there. And he had someone go and inspect and get that out. And so these rules are in place to be able to have safeguards, Pastor Dan taught a series years ago called Guardrails, and it's having those things in place. And, you know, I've worked in corporate environments that don't know anything about this. And I remember having tough conversations with my manager as they're like, hey, you need to do a a trip for work. And I was going to Rhode Island and I was flying up there for a conference. And my manager was a female at the time. They're like, you guys are going to share a rental car to save money. I said, I can't do it. And they're like, you're going to share a rental car to save money. I said, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Like, I will go on the trip for you. I will do what I need to do. I'm going to work hard, but I don't need to be in a car with this other lady. And he like, he did not like it. And he pushed back. And I said, 
I'm not going to do it. And they allowed me to get my own rental car and it helped. It's just like, I don't want to be put into a situation to where it's going to be uncomfortable. And when you have those policies in place, they help you to keep from slipping up if something happens, you know, and it's, it's able to be above reproach. And some of that, you may be listening on the radio and think, oh, of course, that's obvious. Or you may be thinking, think, oh, wow, I've never thought of that before. Yeah. Like I've dealt with that is I'm an active runner and I've got rules where, and people get mad at me. It's like, I don't want to be running in a group with a bunch of ladies and it's nothing against them. You know, ladies are powerful preachers and ladies are powerful leaders. But when I'm out there running on the side of the road, it's like, I want to be with my dudes and not be in a situation where it's like, first off, I don't need someone rolling up and be like, Hey, why are you hanging out with a bunch of ladies here? And second, I just don't need to be in a vulnerable position. So I've kind of made a covenant with my wife that I'm going to have these rules in place to be able to protect me. And I like that Boaz had this integrity that really helped carry him and God honored it. Yeah, I really love, I'm, I'm kind of pivoting a little bit here. I was, I was just looking at um, verse 13. It says, stay here tonight in the morning, I will talk to him. And that was talking about the other family member yeah. who could have possibly been a better, quote, redeemer, yeah, right? Younger, and so he had first right. Yeah, exactly. But the fact- Closer. Yeah, and the fact that Boaz said, if he is not willing, so first of all, he he gave that up and said, you know what? I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not yeah. going to do what I want to do. Yeah. I'm not going to be so invested in, oh, you know, you're a beautiful young girl and you're you're laying at my feet and all this stuff. And he wasn't, he cared almost more about her yeah. and said, if this other man is a better redeemer, then let him marry you. Yeah. And the fact that he was able to sacrifice, you know, in the way of, um, I just think that was so cool. I think that was just a cool picture. But then he says, if he is not willing, then as surely as the Lord yep. lives, I will redeem you myself. Yeah. But he was willing to put her first and Absolutely. say, if this is a be- if this other man was a better redeemer and this was a better plan for Ruth, he was willing to give Ruth up. Yeah. So that way she could have this better man, right? And I just it think- It is a cool picture. That's a cool picture of trust, yeah. you know, of how you don't really think about that. But Boaz had to truly trust and be willing to give up Ruth. Yeah, how would to, we do with that? Like, exactly. it'd be hard. Like, yeah. if you were waiting for a wife and here's this beautiful woman and you had this opportunity, like, some parts of the Bible for real guys looks a little bit like Game of Thrones. Like, there's some murdering and there's some stuff that goes down. Yeah. And it could have easily happened where Boaz is like, I'm going to go take care of that guy. And yeah. Like, and all of a sudden that yep. other redeemer's like, Oh, what happened? Oh, he died. Yep. You know, oh, look, here I am. I'm eligible. Yeah, exactly. And so it could have gone that way, yeah. but we'll see in chapter four. You guys got to wait for it. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> yes, I think is that's it, incredible. Boaz's yeah. character is just in, it's just such an inspiration. And, you, you know, normally you don't dive into the Old Testament as much, yeah. but this has some incredible stuff. And I love that we're and able it to unpack it today. it lives for today, too. Like, yes. it's, the story is relevant today. There's a yep. lot of lessons that we can get from this of looking at the leadership and the love and the loyalty and the faithfulness and how God took what was broken and then turned it around for good. And this, uh, it's the whole picture is you can't just look at a snapshot, a moment in time. You can't look at 2020 and say, well, this is my life. No, this is a year. This is a season and a time. But in the big picture, you and I have talked about stuff in our lives before, you know, maybe a, a tougher season that you went through in high school yeah, or exactly. you know, maybe through heartbreak with a relationship or I've had some tough tough things I've had to overcome, but that's just a snapshot in the whole big picture. But ultimately we know that God's working out. Exactly. Anything else stand out to you on this one? Um, I don't think so. I just want to thank you so much for, for having me on and being able to unpack Ruth three. 
um, it's crazy. You know, you get a lot more out of, uh, out of this than I ever thought I would. And just being able to unpack has been incredible. It is fun. Yeah. And so the lesson for you guys is as you go through the Bible, don't rush through it. A lot of times it's the things between the sentences, the things that are not being said, and you can dig in a little bit deeper to get some backstory to really look at the whole lineage. As I talked about, you know, these women in the old Testament that had these powerful roles is that Ruth is going to get, you know, put into these great characters that were part of Jesus's story. So even when you've kind of blown it or messed up, God can still use you. That's my story. Yeah. And that's my testimony is I, I screwed up my plan, but God was able to redeem it and restore it for his good. And we're going to see in Ruth chapter four, as we get to it is God has got big plans still. And we're going to see where we're going to get to Jesse and David, and then eventually to Jesus through this lineage. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with you. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Join Overlook Ministries on October the 17th at the Avenue Worship Center for the 8th Annual Overlook Fiesta Fundraiser. Overlook is a ministry faithfully serving East Coast Christian Center and Brevard County for 23 years, reaching out to the lost, homeless, and overlooked. The fiesta begins 7 p.m. on October 17th with desserts, inspiration, and community. Let's change the world one man at a time. Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right, welcome back. This is Ruth 3, and just the final thoughts for this chapter as we close out for today is Isaac had already highlighted this one, but verse 18, I do love it. It says that Naomi said to her, 
Just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. The man won't rest until he's settled things today. And a lot of people will look at Boaz as this redeemer, as like maybe a, a picture of Jesus and thinking about God not resting. The Bible says that God never sleeps, that he's always working things out for our good, even when we don't see it. We don't know what's happening. And so we need to be patient in this process, not to feel like it's easy in our culture 2020 to want instant results. We want microwave meals. We want instant results for things. Like I clearly remember being Isaac's age, 19, 20, and being like, when am I going to have my own church? Why aren't I preaching every weekend? When am I going to be able to have a giant team? And I want to be leading a church of 10,000 people and all these things that looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness, if I would have been given the keys to that car, I would have wrecked that thing. You know, I did not have a business trying to do it. But knowing that patience is a part of God's plan. You could see that with Joseph. You can see that with Moses. You could see that in this situation and so many others as God honors that. When you put your roots down and allow God to work on your behalf, he's going to always make it better than you would on your own. Hope that blesses you. We'll see you guys next time. Isaac, thanks for being with us. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you, Pastor Christian. God bless you. Talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.